afternoon. Welcome to the second episode of the SN Sport Extra Time podcast. Joined here up at Silveroid by my glamorous assistant, Charlie Hopper, Scarborough Athletic Press Officer Martin Dowie. Hello. And Mr. Will Baines at the end there. Hi. Um, yeah, so I have a quick chat about the game yesterday. A 1-0 win against Morpeth. Um, a gritty performance from, from what I've heard and seen from, from social media. Charlie, what was your take on the on the game? I thought we played well. Um, obviously, I went to Buxton um, last weekend. I think it was, and it was that was a tough game. Um, you know, I don't think I expected that to happen. So it was the perfect bounce back victory for for Scarborough. And obviously, with Darren leaving to go to South Africa, I think he leaves on good terms. You know, he wouldn't have wanted to go off with two defeats. But yeah, I thought they did really well. And once Walsh had scored, I thought we were going to concede. But that little bit of luck on our side when he hit the bar, and you know, I think it gives us that. Bit of momentum going towards South Shields. Feisty clash, Will. Yeah, it was. And good to see Harry Coates back. He was like a rock in the in the back for Scarborough. And then Ryan Watson in the middle was kind of dictating play. It was a bit fiery at times. I think um, referee dished out quite a few yellow cards, particularly in that first half. But um, they saw it through, which was really good. Should there have been a few reds, do you think? Quite possibly, yeah. Probably at least one, if not two. Maybe even more. Yeah. I saw a post-match uh, interview with Darren Kelly Martin, and mm. obviously he said twelve points from fifteen, and he wasn't happy with that. Well, he wanted to just a measure of the man. Isn't it? He's he's really driven, and he wants wants the best for the club. Yeah, he's focused. He's yeah, he's good at what he does, isn't he? He works it well. You see him after the game, you know, going to the fans, and you know the fans love yeah. that. Rudy Funk was the same, wasn't he? Yeah, when Rudy Funk used to go to the fans and show off his scarf and all that kind of thing. And I think it's important because at the end of the day, it's the entertainment industry, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, he's he's a driven man. Um, you know, the, the Buxton game I think it was important to be fair that they lost that because it, it was paper over, papering over a few cracks but uh, yeah it's how you bounce back from defeats like that and they did it really well yeah I don't remember seeing a manager at any level really so um, openly welcomed by all the fans there was no kind of oh we'll see how it goes even they were all just delighted to have him in and it's just gone from there really hasn't it yeah, he's a good guy. Um, everyone likes him. You you don't you speak to everyone across football. You know, I speak to Denny and Blotty quite a lot, and everyone's got a good word for him. You know, there's, I've never heard anyone have a go or say, "No, nah, he does this wrong. He does this wrong." He's just a he's just a generally good guy. Yeah, I mean, we went through, didn't we, to see him, Charlie, for the f- the first edition yeah. of this podcast, and yeah. he came across really well, didn't he? He's kind of very good with the fans as well, and interacts with the fans too. Yeah, that seems to be it. Um, you know, I've had experience speaking to John. DC from when he was at his time and just a completely different character you know it's great to speak to Darren you know he, he gives you a lot to think about when he with the stuff he's saying and it's it's you know music to to your ears as a fan when you hear that he's got those long-term plans for the club you know rather than just saying oh you know we're going to get promoted which is what every fan wants to hear he's, yeah. you know, he's looking to the future and I think that's what the club needs yeah something had to give didn't it well really I mean no one likes to see a manager lose his job but there's just such a poor start to the season, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it just got to a point where a change was, was, was really needed and Darren's come in with like loads of optimism, a breath of fresh air really, and um, you know, seeing the performances in the pitch, the lift that it, it's given the side, so yeah, it's looking really positive going into the new year. Yeah, we mentioned Darren goes away to South Africa, don't we? Three, is it three games he's missing? He's missing obviously Shields and then Staley Bridge and who's the third one he's missing he's missing the third one isn't he is it Nantwich Nantwich and he obviously comes back for the for the battle with uh, Mr Kittrick yeah that'd be an interesting that'll be an interesting one won't it on the the touchline obviously they've been together when it was Scarborough Hyde previously so it'll be see who comes out on top this time yeah obviously uh, with it being the end of a decade coming towards the end of a decade we've been um, 
we've asked you guys to come up with your Scarborough Athletic Team of the Decade. So I don't think there'll be any too many surprises in the goalkeeper department. So I don't know if you want to all go along the line and then say who you've picked to, to stand between the sticks in your Team of the <coughs> Decade. Charlie, do you want yeah, to start? Yeah, well, I think mine's, you know, what, what I presume most fans would pick, mine would be Tommy Taylor between the sticks. Yeah. Yes, same again. Yeah, I'm obviously... Joe Cracknell came on loan, but he was only here for a short period of time. Joe was a great keeper. Tommy, Tommy's just been outstanding for yeah. the past few seasons. Great signing. Any other kind of standouts in, in the goalkeeping department that you can think of? Obviously, you mentioned Joe Cracknell alone, but anyone who was here maybe a season or two that you might... Jason White. I thought yeah. Jason... Yeah, when, I mean, that, that team when Scar went up, uh, Rudy had a fantastic team, uh, brought in Jason White. Obviously, definitely knew him from down in Nottingham and all yeah. that kind of thing. He was a great keeper. Yeah. I think it was disappointing that that team was broken up because I think they had gone on and done well. Yeah, that level, but right. such is life. Yeah. Well, yeah, I said Joe Green just because he wasn't really here that long. Mm. Um, but I can't really um, disagree with these guys. Yeah. Saying Tommy, he's been a, a great acquisition from last couple of seasons. Really. What were his attributes then that you stood him out for you? Uh, shot stopping. Yeah. Probably one of the main ones. He's um, saved Scarborough on so many occasions. Yeah. Um, long range and short range. Mm. Um, and then. Just command of his area sometimes. Um, distribution's good. Yeah. It's a growing thing with goalkeepers, and it? Distribution has to be outstanding now, doesn't it? All the managers wanting to start from the back, and you don't just hoof it up anymore, do you, to the striker? He used to get battered, didn't he, week in, week out by Steve Kittery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grantham away, wasn't it? Yeah, Lost, it was. He, yeah. He, he it was, it was an inter- interesting interview. About that, five <laughs> minutes with you, just hammering Taylor for his distribution, yeah. didn't he? Which yeah, was, yeah, I mean, he's, to be fair, he's worked on it since then. Yeah. Um, you can see it's improved. Yeah, yes. Don't yeah, and I've obviously got a, a team off Joe Usher and, and Ant Taylor as well. Um, they both picked picked Tommy Taylor in goal. So if we're moving back, that was a fairly straightforward one. I'm sure it'll get a bit more interesting from here. We've both gone with four at the back. I don't know if we're going to get fancy with formations and whatnot. Yeah, we have. Uh, I don't know if you want to just read out your, your entire back four then. Right, well, I think mine will be probably slightly different to Martin and Will's, um, only because I've followed Borough for maybe two years now. So yeah. the players that have. Don't worry. Be able to look we know you're at, a Ben. You know, <laughs> um, but I'd have I'd go with Keen Spence, um, Kev Burgess, Bailey Gooder, and then Dave Merris. I right. think pretty solid at the back. Um, yeah. And Keen sort of adopts that role, hasn't he, since he's come in and been really impressed with him. He's been really impressive this year, Spence, hasn't he? Because he came in as a as a midfielder at a young age as well, and, and to move out to fullback, which is a very different position, he's done well, hasn't he? Is he is he impressed you too as well? Yeah, um, I mean, Keane would be buzzing with that. For, you know, for us midfielder being put in the, yeah. the team of the decade, it's uh, fullback. <laughs> it's, it's great shout, isn't it? But yeah, he's he's, he's versatile. And all young kids nowadays are versatile. I think uh, they're brought up to play in different positions, aren't they? You know, a striker you can do what they want pretty much, yeah. can't they? So yeah, he's he's done well. He's uh, slotted in quite nicely. I, I didn't think initially because he, he likes to bomb on us, Keane. Yeah, I didn't think you can maybe trust him there. But yeah, he's done well. And obviously he's put. To have Brooksby at the other side as well, you wouldn't have. You've got good odds on that, wouldn't you, in the summer? Playing with Spence and Brooksby as fullbacks. Yeah. Now wingbacks, but fullbacks under DC, you'd have got good odds on that, wouldn't you? Has he impressed you then, Spence, Will? He has, yeah. yeah he's, as Martin said, probably one of the key qualities of the last uh, few months, probably his maturity, is how it's advanced and how he's, he's now picking when he's going to go forward and things. Um, but he's become quite a key uh, asset in the side, really. Yeah. Martin, you're back four. 
Right, bit of experience here. Oh. Or age, age anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Denny Ingram, uh, probably right back. He came in and enjoying that season. Scarb went up uh, to the uh, from the Northern Counties. Yeah. Uh, came in and played right back and just talked everyone through it. Terrified wingers, didn't he? As well? Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sam Hewitt, who I thought was an outstanding footballer. Uh, for a centre back, yeah, a lot of fans thought he should have stayed. Hewitt didn't they? <coughs> he shouldn't have been moved on. Maybe lack, lacked a touch of pace, but you know, um, yeah, loved the tackle, didn't he? Uh, dug in, uh, and he, again, he was great on the ball. Yeah. So yeah, Dom Dom Roma um, during that, um, I think it was a season when they went on a twelve match unbeaten run, didn't they, or something? They didn't consider goal for ages either, did they? Yeah, Dom was Dom was absolutely outstanding. He came in the bullish here, didn't he, Dom? Yeah, he's, he's a good really player. Had a good head on his shoulder, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a good player. Great experience and uh, left back Dave Merris. Shame about the uh, social media things that went on with, with Dom Ram with Basford. That was a very very peculiar going on, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had to apologise, didn't I? So, what are they? You live and learn. Yeah, well, apparently someone got injured, so he had to go back in the end. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, And who do you go for left back? Sorry, uh, Dave Merris. Dave Merris. A bit yeah. more experience, but yeah, Dave's come in. Um, loves a shot from distance, doesn't he? And, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, wise head. Doing okay as a coach now, an assistant manager, isn't he? Yeah, he's, to be fair, he's meant to interview because yeah. he just turns into you know a bit of banter. He's, <laughs> he's just funny, and he's a nice, yeah. nice bloke, and yeah, good football as well. He needs to be on his toes next couple of weeks, whatever, with taking the team for yeah. three important games. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for him at um, South Shields. I know they're they're struggling for players and availability at the moment, but he's got, he has got three tough games. You know, yeah. Stadler Bridge are up there, Nantwich are always a good side. So yeah, it's just not going to be easy for him and, it's him and Steve Roberts, isn't it? So, yeah, right. good friends at Whitby just turned Shields ever, so they'll no doubt be uh, firing and all cylinders looking to bounce straight back, won't they? Yeah, there's your next 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, back four. So I started with um, right-back Ben Middleton, and then when he came in, did um, did well, and I remember him scoring, was it two or three at Brighouse one year in the pouring down rain? Um, Dave Murray's <laughs> left back, and then centre-halves went for Andy Mill from that kind of promotion. Yeah. Yeah, it's a popular character Bailey Gooder isn't he and a lot of people are surprised he followed Kittrick to, to Matlock given what yeah. went on at Scarborough a little bit towards the end but he's, he's a very popular character isn't he I wouldn't be surprised to see him back at the club would you guys be surprised to see him come back I, th- I think the impact that he had when he came in at that Christmas town we were just going through a little bit of a, a dodgy patch and he came in and just steadied the ship and um, set us on course for, for that promotion winning season really um, yeah, it was it was working till they killed him, wasn't it? Yeah, you know he got got uh, banned for was it yeah. six matches yeah. for supposedly it's spitting. Alleged, alleged spitting. Yeah, yeah but uh, I mean, I don't think he did it, but you know, it's referee's interpretation of things, and that's what killed him because obviously he couldn't play for a number of weeks, and you know from there, well, Kittrick, Steve Kittrick replaced him, and yeah, everything everything moved on. And he followed him, though, hasn't he? Got, you know, I believe he got Player of the Month for Matlock last month, didn't he? Player, yeah. great player, yeah. on the ball in as well, yeah, yeah. Joe Usher went with Jack Johnson, Bailey Gooder, Isaac Asenso and Dave Merris at the back. Uh, and Ant Taylor's gone with Dave Kemp. Last from the past there. Kempy. Yeah. Dave Merris again. So most, most of you picked Dave. I think all of you picked Dave Merris, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke Dean and, and Paddy Miller. Now he's got Bailey Gooder in there as well, so he's just got that. Luke Dean. Luke Dean will be a midfielder. Yeah. But yeah, he's got Bailey Gooder in there as well. Uh, so on to midfield then. Charlie. Yeah, so I, I went with uh, Chris Dawson, uh, Jimmy Beadle and, Luke, and a fully fit Luke Dean. Um, you know, I, I was a massive fan of Jimmy when he came in. I think he just didn't get the game time that you know he probably deserved. But then when you know he played against us for Whitby, 
he did he bossed the midfield yeah. which shows what he can do uh, and then Chris Dawson obviously I wasn't too impressed with him when he first came in but obviously he was he was just getting over an injury wasn't he and since then he's just you know he's, he's been brilliant and attracted attention from other clubs so you know I'm really glad that he's staying uh, and Luke Dean's just you know the cool head in the midfield um, and you know if he was fully fit for a season yeah. you know he'd be a starter every single week so what was your father you got Dawson Dean Beadle that was, but that's it three you got three top you're going to attack yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, all out attack it's a strange one with Jimmy towards the end, wasn't it? Because you think he could have been brought off the bench a bit more and managed a bit more, and the odd game, the odd cup game here and there, he'd have stayed, wouldn't he? He was good for the changing room, from what, from what I hear as well. Jimmy's unbelievable for the changing room. He's just, you know, he's just a character, and you need that in there. Yeah. Uh, you talk to anyone. Um, I used to do interviews with uh, people, and I did that tense tackle thing. Yeah. And everyone would say Jimmy's the worst dressed, but Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's the best. In the, he's the best in the changing room. Yeah. Uh, and he is, he's just a mint bloke, isn't he? Yeah. Even though he poured his pint over me recently. Like, Did he? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, and he smashed that window at as well. I think he's playing local league now, isn't he? He's playing, is he playing with Edgel at the moment? Or is he with Pierre? He's I think, yeah, I think he, yeah, he was doing. He was at uh, Pierre last season, I think, yeah. and yeah, Edgel this season. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's doing the rounds in the, in the local leagues now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I think it was that season when Scarborough in the um, Evo Stick South, or maybe even before that, when he was just, well, even when he came in for that. Northern Counties promotion running and just scoring key goals at key times, yeah. particularly from midfield, was yeah. was why Scarborough yeah. fans he's a bit of a fan's favourite, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And he's not scared to have a chat, is he? As well, no, with the press and with the fans and whatnot on social media. <laughs> really. Good bloke, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Martin midfield. Right, I'm quite attacking here. Oof. Um, I've gone Max Wright uh, for obvious reasons. Um, obviously ripped it up in that season. Then he's gone on to play for Grimsby's first team. Now. Yeah, yeah, just. Great play, great attitude as well. Um, Jimmy Beadle, um, I like Jim, and he also that season. I think it, it, I think it was when there was him, Blotty, and Gary Bradshaw, and I think they all got twenty goals. Jimmy got twenty from midfield, which is yeah, quite an effort. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. So yeah, Cameron Murray, who played under, I think he played under a few managers, Rudy Funk and Paul Foot, didn't he? He's a small, small lad. Diminutive. Yeah, diminutive. Yeah, probably a better word. <laughs> probably appreciate that more than small. But yeah, yeah but he was um, technically a very, very good player. Could pick a pass. Right. Um, he's gone on to play good levels down south as well. Now, right. So, yeah, yeah, very good player. And finally, Mike won't, Mike Coulson won't thank me for this, but I'm putting him out wide because he right. likes to play in behind. Doesn't like playing out wide, does he? No, he doesn't, but I'm going to stick You won't be his favourite manager, will you? Probably not, mate, <laughs> but... Yeah. Such is life. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get on with it. Yeah, Mike, Mike uh, came in, scored 30 goals in his first season, yeah. didn't he? And yeah, you've got to get him in, really. Because I've got to say, he's going to get in most people's teams, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Mr. Baines. Yeah, so with Max Wright, again, you know, yeah. the impact he had when he came in um, from Grimsby was sensational. Uh, one from the past, Ollie Banks came right. in and um, I think now playing League One, League Two football, but um, I remember one sort of boxing day, I think it was against Brid. Scoring a hat trick, yeah, that um, was was class. Um, then I went with Luke Dean as well, um, and I did put Scott, Scott Phillips question mark, but I think it maybe his prime was before, <laughs> maybe in the uh, early part of the two thousands. Just pick Scott Phillips, so I think yeah. we'll yeah. And um, I think it mentions as uh, was Chris Boulder potentially. Yeah. Somebody. We didn't do that with the defenders, really, did we? Was there anyone? Was there anyone defensive or midfield-wise for you guys that you, you were really torn about and almost got in honourable mentions? Almost, or were you quite conclusive with your selection? Dean Lyles, 
I'd have gone for Dean Lyles. You know, he, he was edged out slightly. Uh, Matty Plummer as well. Uh, Rudy used to batter him, didn't he? Uh, from the touchline. But yeah, he, he was. He scored goals as well. You know, he used yeah. to go on these raiding runs forward. And used to love that. Yeah. So yeah, he was a good player. Um, Andy Milner's. Um, as Will said, and Paddy Miller as well, even though he was probably a winger when he played for us once. He, so, yeah. 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 He's retired now, isn't he, Paddy Miller? Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah. he's getting on like, isn't he? He's yeah. quite young to be retired, though, isn't he? I think he's only about, what is he, 28, 29, 30, something like that. So, yeah, he's, he's busy with jobs and things. Working and stuff, yeah. yeah. Will, anyone for you kind of. I had Dean as well as like a, um, maybe a part of the squad. Yeah. Um, Paddy Miller again, also Tony Ackworth, who was a captain Colossus when the. Uh, when, was it the. Northern Counties. Yeah. Captain. Yeah, he, he sat in at centre half and did a job, didn't he? He could play anywhere. That was yeah, pretty much. Yeah. For quite a handsome man, Tony wasn't the most photogenic, was he? The faces he used to pull when he controlled the ball. And, uh, <laughs> there, was, there, there was him and Mark Quayle. We used to. Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of the some of the pictures taken of them were absolutely outstanding. Some, some interesting faces, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. I just want to mention in midfield as well, James Bennett. Um, yeah. I probably would have picked him, but he, again, he was edged out. At ben was he was a great player. When he went fit, he was a great player. Um, you know, he could, again, he could pick a pass, uh, score goals as well. Yeah. The number one in Joe's team that's obviously had two spells, Pete Davidson as well. Did he come close to kind of your thoughts? Because he, he's had a couple of spells and he's done well, hasn't he, at the club? Pete's, Pete's changed as a player. He used to sort of, uh, he sits in now yeah. and sort of breaks up play a bit more and obviously he can pick a pass as well. But yeah, in, in his initial first period, he was more more of attacking player mm. you know it was him and Benno yeah. used to push forward and that, that was a very yeah, successful yeah. side and again I was disappointed that was broken up yeah anyone for you that was close yeah well I've, cro- I've crossed out Nathan Valentine right um, I was a fan of Nathan when he was at the club I think he was just a fan's favourite wasn't he you know, he, he didn't attract attention from any of the sides but he'd just be a rock in, in the Scarborough team yeah um, and I, I felt he was brilliant in midfield um, so he was definitely someone who came close but was Pipped to the post by Jimmy Beadle. Right. So Joe's gone with Luke Dean, Scott Phillips, Pete Davidson. He's put men on his first spell, and he's, well, he's got a front three already there. So we'll we'll leave them for now. Uh, and Ant Taylor went with Luke Dean, Robbie Hawks, Tony Hackworth, and Max Wright. It looks like, and I see he's gone for three up top as well. Uh, so Robbie Hawks getting there, getting a mention again. Robbie did well in that season. Um, when they got promotion, um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was just a, a good team, a lot of local lads. Yeah, and it it worked. Um, fans loved it. Um, yeah, so that's the one thing at the, at the moment. There seems to be a bit of a lack of kind of local players. Obviously, Coulson's going to be in there and, and whatnot. But obviously, Bowman came in and, and looked good when he played. But he didn't really get the time he probably deserved um, in the side. And obviously, Beadle left and. George Warmsley's been on the peripheries a little bit. Flynn McNaughton as well, who yeah. probably could have done with a bit more of an opportunity, really. So that's probably the one thing you'd say at the moment, isn't it? They probably need to address is trying to get as many local lads in the side <coughs> as possible, isn't it? Talking to Darren, um, I'm going to have to mention the scholarships I work for him. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, website address you want to read out there? No, sorry. <laughs> we are on social media. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, um, Darren's taken... Uh, Number of young lads from the scholarship: uh, Nathan Parker, uh, Max Wright, 
He's got an interest in there, man. Yeah, yeah. I played against him this year, Fred Reserves. He's a good, tidy little footballer. Yeah, he keeps the ball, ball. doesn't give the ball away, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah a few more. Um, Chris Pearson as well, he's, he's come through and done well. George Wormsley, yeah. Um, he's, yeah, he's a prospect. He's quick. He's quick, yeah. Uh, needs a bit of work, but yeah, I think they all do at that age, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's positive uh, and Darren, like I said Darren's invited them all down to training um, and he's not invited them to training and then a few weeks later bin them off when mm. when it's suited if you see what I mean yeah. that's one thing you mentioned last week to me and you at the podcast one of the he, he, he's heard in the past there's been young lads go to training once yeah. or twice and then they've been told not to come back and he used the word garbage didn't he for that he got quite animated so he mm. clearly wants he clearly knows that young players are going to make mistakes they need time to improve and, and obviously that's key to him isn't it you've got to look after them haven't you yeah I think, yeah, it's, it's obviously probably in past managers have said, you know, when you ask them, oh, you're going to get the young players in, they'll probably just say it and yeah. they'll say it and then it might happen. But to actually see, like, for my brother's mate, he's, obviously Matt's right, he got a call from Darren. So it's just seeing that he's obviously making the connections early on, isn't he, and he's getting them in. And they are the future of the club, really, yeah. you know, and the more local players you can get in that are good enough, of course, you know, it's, it's always a, a buzz. Yeah. I mean, not to badmouth previous managers, but they, they've all seemed to have come in and said, oh, we've got to get the young lads coming through, we've got to get in. And they just didn't get a look in at all, did they? Harder for DC because obviously they're on a bad run. And we know with football now, even at this level, there's no patience with, with managers now, is there? So it's hard to get the young lads in. But it's one thing saying it, and it's another thing doing it, isn't it? And following it through. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it, managers have, have said it in the past, but it's not really not really happened. But we are starting to see yeah. some um, some green shoots, which is really good. And it's you know when you think of where the club was ten years ago, <coughs> playing Queensgate, and like the, there was maybe a couple of junior teams. Now there's sort of seven or eight, so yeah. it's it's growing all the time. Yeah, and obviously you work closely with the Pickering town manager, mm. the managers, the manager, joint managers, or uh, Danny manager and yeah, Ryan. yeah, Ryan's assistant, yeah. How are Flynn and Jackson Jowett getting on at Pickering? They seem to be progressing nicely, or yeah, I think they are. Yeah, um, Flynn had a, a run out of the out of the team, but he's come back in and he's he's scoring goals again. Um, I think we mentioned that that was quite disappointing. Flynn didn't get a run uh, early in the season because he scored, I think he scored eight goals in pre-season. He looked the part, to be fair. Yeah, he is rapid. Uh, yeah, he's quick. Very quick player. Uh, talked to his dad quite a lot, Mike, and um, smashing block. Isn't yeah, again, Mike was disappointed. Um, and obviously, you know, Mike's played football leagues. So he, yeah. he always back his son, but at yeah, the same yeah. time, he's got a lot of knowledge, hasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, Jackson's done well as well. Uh, good lad. Um, skillful lad, isn't he, Jackson? He's a skillful player, and again, he didn't probably get the amount of time that you probably need to adjust to going from Scarborough Saturday League Division One to that level is a huge, huge jump, isn't it? So he probably needs needs time to and um, training sessions to just games, to adjust. isn't it? Yeah, yeah just a yeah, bit, bit of a game, bit of yeah. game time. But yeah, he can play. He can play number ten. He can play midfield. He can play up front by himself, or he can play out wide. So yeah. he's got a lot to offer. It sounds like Flynn's a player that Darren knows a lot about. I've been working with him at York, I believe, as well. And he, he's obviously mentioned Ben Godfrey at Norwich. And the lad Edmondson who's gone to up to Rangers, he mentioned he's quite keen to mention them in the last few weeks, obviously. So he's keen to work with the youth. So hopefully, in the new year, we'll see that come to fruition, won't we? It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, working with the scholarship, are there any names you think the fans should be kind of thinking about for a couple of years' time, maybe three, four years' time coming through? Who are the standout kind of young lads that could maybe break through? Bad. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because if, if your neighbour <coughs> puts pressure on you, um, there are some good lads. Um, what would what we're trying to do, or what Denny and Ryan and Steve are trying to do at the moment, is uh, blood the 16, 17 year olds in the 19s. Yeah. Um, so the reason we're not getting the results as such in the National League, you're playing against kids of who are 
currently in the first team like yeah. Gage said they had three or four players in the first team mm. lost 5-4 to them and we had 16 year olds playing yeah. you got Chris Pearson and a couple more that are the sort of the older lads yeah. um, and then you've got so Max Wright you've got Ben Leeson he's a good lad in midfield um, and there's, yeah, there's there's a lot coming through uh, Josh Petra as well yeah. another good player from Driffield so, yeah. I think Chris Pearson's been playing for Newlands because I obviously spoke to a couple of their lads and, and they're really impressed with him said he's a, he's, a cra- he's a cracking player yeah he is he, I mean he can play up top he can hold it up yeah. um, he needs needs men's football yeah. um, just to sort of toughen him up here he needs to get hit by a few challenges and all that kind yeah. of thing and then yeah I suppose that was the one good thing about the, the reserves team that was in the league all them years ago was was that kind of link. I mean, there wasn't many players making the step up, was there, to the first team, but it was good to have that experience, that way of, the pathway of giving young players a go in adult football and in the Humber League as well, which is notoriously pretty rough. So, Yeah, I, th- I think I think the reserve team could have been used better back then, but again, there was a massive jump between the first team and the yeah. and the reserve team back then I think the pathway is a bit better now because um, the fact is that the 19s are playing in this National League and you're playing against really good teams mm. really good players yeah. um, and again big lads and all that kind of thing so yeah I think I think there's a clear pathway there yeah. now, which is good There's always been talent coming through the town hasn't there yeah, you look at Matty Berman coming through now and there's Gary Hodgson's lads in the States he's doing really well and there's, there's always been Flint and there's always been good young players coming through hasn't there it's just a case of can they get the right opportunities, really, and the coaching? And I'm sure that scholarship is probably helping people do that now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, Danny, Steve, Ryan, uh, at least on all, they all know the <coughs> stuff. You know, they're all qualified, heavily qualified, and there are other good coaches in, in Scarborough as well. So, yeah it's, yeah, it's looking promising. Good stuff. Right, on to the exciting part of the front men. Um, Charlie, who have you, who's leading the line? Um, you went three up top, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so I went three up top. So I've got uh, the duo. Michael Coulson and Max Wright, right. with uh, James Walshaw sat up top. Um, right. I'm not, a, I'm not actually a massive fan of Wally. If I'm being honest, Oof. I'm not a massive fan of him, but he gets goals. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I hope not. not. I'm texting him. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it could go a game 70, 80 minutes, and you wouldn't even notice he's there. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he'll just like pop yesterday, up. he'll pop up and he'll just score. And yeah. he'll do that all across the seasons. I think he's he's prolific up top. Um, and I think he knows what he's, he's just experienced isn't he yeah. he knows what he's doing and when defenders are up against him they know that they're going to be in for a long day he likes to wind defenders up I've noticed from the terraces he just spends a lot of time just, just having little words with the defenders loves it, it, yeah, yeah, he loves, loves it. just loves winding defenders up doesn't he which yeah. is uh, yeah, interesting mm. so any kind of honourable mentions are we no I think that yeah I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy with the three that I've um, yeah I've Max Wright I think I've You've just got to say it speaks for itself, doesn't it? The yeah. name, um, what he did at Scarborough in that season that he was here was mm. was was um, was awesome. And you know, if if he'd have scored against Hyde in that FA Cup fourth round qualifying when he was one on one with a keeper, we could have probably had yeah a first round tie. But you know, I think he's done really good stuff for where he's at the moment. And um, you know, I think every fan hopes that one day he's going to come back. But you know, you never know. That, that's all in the future, isn't it? Yeah. Recall that one goal he scored from the right hand side, where he just, it was like I think it was four 0 or three or four 0 He tucked in from the right and just curled it beautifully in the top, sort of top corner. It was a wonderful finish. Yeah, good with that one. Yeah, that yeah. one got soccer aim as well. Yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah, very good. Right, Martin. Um, I've gone for Ryan Block. Uh, obviously. Um, the club's top ever goal scorer yeah. scored over 250 goals I'm not just saying it because I work with him <laughs> how much uh, has he paid you for that? <laughs> yeah. he's behind some beers into <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, he's just 
Technically an excellent player. He could, he, I mean, does it at Pickering now, just yeah. his number 10. But when he had a bit of pace, um, <laughs> when he had, yeah, when he had a bit of pace, he, you know, he just ripped it up, didn't he? He yeah. scored six goals a game and all that yeah. kind of thing. I remember one game against, uh, was it Lincoln Marlins or something like that, where he got five or six? He got ten in total. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, it was a, just a ridiculous goal scorer. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. And the other one, James Walshaw, yeah. uh, like you said, uh, must be an absolute nightmare to mark. Cause, yeah. But the, what gets me is he scores goals and his record's ridiculous, but it's the amount of ground he covers just to close down and stop balls being played yeah. down the channels and all that kind of thing. And it's the free kicks he wins. Yeah. Went to relieve pressure. Yeah. You know, when you're 1-0 up and you're just struggling a bit, he'll go and win your free kick and yeah. get you sort of 40 yards up the field. Keeping him in the summer was important because obviously I know you, you spoke to him a few times and Osset were knocking on his door, weren't they? And it was a bit closer to his home and he was tempted, wasn't he? So it's good that it's really important they've kept him because them goals, he just scores them massive, just like, like Saturday, not Saturday, Boxing Day. Yeah. He scores Huge. goals. Yeah. He just scores goals. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a he had a dry spell um, quite recently, but he's bounced back from that. And you know, if you look at his stats over the past few games, I think he's got you know goal a game, maybe more. So mm. yeah. It'd be interesting to see how far off Ryan's record he is. Does anyone know that? Oh, there's there's a few stats, guys. Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell you. I've maybe. got a few in front of me yeah. from thanks to Steve Adamson from the for them. But we that's, don't, that's we don't Taylor, them. don't we? Yeah, we do need Antela. Bottled it, didn't he? Obviously, the only stat for goal scorers is his most goals in a season was 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 Blotty with thirty seven in yeah. 2012-13 which is a decent. Yeah, yeah. Decent it, number I think that was just league goals as well. To be fair, possibly yeah, because he's possibly. yeah, he yeah. used to rattling a few in the north riding and all that kind of thing as well. So. Any uh, honourable mentions there for the striker positions? Yeah, Tony Hackworth. Um, Held it up superbly, didn't he, Tony? He, he, he made, really, made it stick all the time, didn't he? He was just the perfect foil for Ryan yeah. Block because uh, Aki had feed him through. Yeah. Ryan had scored goals. Aki had come out with maybe two goals. But Heskey season. and Owen at Liverpool. Yeah. Comparing Tony Hackworth to Emil Heskey, aren't we? But <laughs> not so much. So much. Hey, played for England, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did to be fair. Underrated yeah. Emil Heskey, I think. But that's one for another, another podcast, I think. No, true. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Gary Bradshaw. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of goals. Yeah, he's got a lot of goals. Good, good tracker. Yeah. Mr. Burns. I went with um, Ryan Blot again. Um, he scored goals all throughout his career, and even from when he was like 15, 16, and he got blooded in that Scarborough FC side. Um, and obviously scored the crucial, was it the opening goal at Brighouse that effectively sealed promotion to the uh, Evo stick. Uh, and then the one I went for was Michael Coulson. Yeah. I just think he's... He's a shooing Michael Coulson, isn't he? I think yeah. He can, he can, he can thing, you know, he can shoot, he can, you know, when he gets free kicks, he can take them a bit like Ryan Watson. Um, and he's just the all-round yeah. brilliant player. And just what Scarborough needed coming back yeah. home a couple of years ago to, to kind of get the town involved and... Yeah. and um, and just showing he's like Scarborough through and through really yeah I've been impressed with his with his kind of longevity because obviously he had a lot of injury problems and when he first signed for Scarborough I thought that pitch is going to do him no favours whatsoever but he's really done well hasn't he since he, since he came in touch wood I think he was concerned himself yeah when, he, when I spoke to him when he first joined that was a bit of an issue but mm. he's been fine I think he needed a change as well with, with management because um, I remember speaking to him a while ago now and he, he was incredibly fed up of doing a lot of his good work facing his own goal out wide, tracking full-backs, tracking wing-backs and doing a lot of his good work defensively. And I know he said similar things to you in the past, hasn't he, Martin? 
So to get him in that central role that we've always thought he'd be better in is, is incredibly key, isn't it, to the side? Well, that's it. You put your best players in the middle of the park. It's yeah. the spine of your team. And Mike is you know, one of Scarborough's better players, isn't he? Mm. No-brainer. Um, yeah, just just the ability <coughs> on the ball. Um, works well with Wally. And I think the season that uh, he did score a lot of goals, he was he was in a 3-1-2 up top, but he was tucking in a bit more yeah. and uh, big Max Wright afforded him a bit more freedom because obviously there was a lot of focus on Max and he was delivering to the far post and Mike was taking advantage of that yeah. but yeah yeah, great play Can we see him doing a bit of a Wayne Rooney and sort of sitting a bit deeper long term or do you think it's short term while Connor Thompson's up there with with uh, Walsh or do we think we'll see Coulson move further up the pitch again or? I don't know I, th- I think he he's at, the, he's at the top of a diamond now isn't he because that's what Darren likes to yeah. play it's like a foreign sort of system. I think it works well. It has done over the past few games, hasn't it? Because you just get Mike on the ball. When he, when he's out wide, as you said, he was tracking full-backs yeah. and it's not his game, is it? He just looked fed up the times I saw him running towards his own goal, extending a lot of his energy, running back towards his own penalty area when he, you've got a player who's played at the highest, one of the highest levels going. You want to get him in the final third, don't you? Or creating things in the, in the centre of the field, don't you, really? So, uh, and he... Mentions there. Again, like Martin Gary Bradshaw, that season in the <coughs> Evo Stick South, he um, scored plenty of goals. Um, I mean, there was kind of like Rich Medcalf, but probably not. Um, yeah, I can't think of any more, really. They were decent, weren't they? It was Rich and Danny Gray. They scored a lot of goals, didn't they? They had a lot of strikers, didn't they? Benny Igihon, Tom yeah. Corner, uh, yeah. Peterson that year as well. Yeah, Alex Peterson. Yeah, yeah. Peterson. They've had a lot of, a lot of forwards, haven't they? But... They're the obvious one. They're obvious ones. Out of the ones. That's Another one was Kurt Bernard. He's went on. Yeah. Went there. Scored a few with Ryan. Jacob Hazel. Yeah, Jacob Hazel. He, he was a good player, wasn't he? International as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I enjoyed that story, didn't yeah, I? Did international. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Did you listen to the last podcast with Darren? Your, your headline, your Champions League headline, got a honourable, <laughs> honourable mention. He enjoyed that one. He enjoyed that good, one. Good. Uh, I think yeah, it goes without saying that Joe's Joe's gone with uh, Coulson, Walshaw, Max Wright. And uh, Ant went with Hackworth, Coulson, and Block. So it's just, it's similar players in them forward areas, isn't it? But when you've got players who scored so many goals for the club, it's yeah. uh, it's it's a fairly straightforward one, isn't it? So we've mentioned the best players, and this might be a little bit harsh. Um, so we won't single out too many. But are there any players who kind of stand out in your memories who have really not performed for the for the football club um, at all during the last ten years? Man yeah. scowling at me now. <laughs> I'll, I'll go straight in. Yeah. Um, I thought John DC. Um, I just, I don't. He grew on me towards the end of his sort of his dad's stint and his stint at the club. Um, he did, he did grow on me. Um, but the nature of the way he came into the club, where he was just sort of nothing was announced. He was just added in and he was playing yeah. a lot of the games. And then sort of at Whitby, um, when he got took off and obviously his dad saying that he took off the best player on the pitch and all this, I was just. A little bit delusional, but I wasn't a fan of him. Yeah. Um, you know, he just looked like a headless chicken. Right. On the face. Fair enough. But, don't, don't hold back, Charlie. But, honestly. Um, I don't think I could have done. I could do a better job. <laughs> um, but you know, if he's listening. Do you think he was maybe singled out a little bit because of his dad? Yeah, I do definitely think that. Probably does happen um, even at any level. If your dad's the coach or the yeah, manager, yeah. no matter what you do, yeah. you're going to be singled out. Aren't you? Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously, his record shows that you know he does. He does obviously follow his dad wherever he goes, but yeah. I think you know that you're going to get it out of you. And you yeah. If Matt, if Martin was to announce it, 
he'll get would he get he'd get stick, but then if you don't announce it, yeah. he's also gonna get stick. But yeah, yeah it, it, it was just someone that never really fit. He seems to have vanished, Martin Jordan DC. Has he has he officially left the club or is he uh, an obscure he's injured, isn't he? Yeah. Um it's not one of us down about to be fair, because yeah. um, there's um, Chris Howarth as well. Um, I've not heard anything about Chris because right. both were injured. Yeah, um, I think forgot about him. Yeah. I'm not sure what Chris did. I can't, can't remember because it's been a while ago, yeah. it? but obviously John broke his collarbone. He broke it six times, so it's whether you come back from that, yeah. whether he wants to play again because yeah. it it was quite nasty when it went, yeah. and obviously it's going to be quite painful, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. honest opinion, do you think he was singled out because he was the, the coach or manager's son, or was he was he did he just not fit in, or was it just not a good fit for him it's never easy is it um, he, uh, bringing your son in mm. I don't I don't know it's, it's difficult because uh, there were certain games he, he looked alright he had broke up play well mm. um, but I think you are opening yourself up for it if, if, you, if you do sign your son but you know it's each to their own and mm. John rated him as a player then fair enough he's yeah, got, so to him, he gets paid to he's, team up, he's got, got enough knowledge in the game hasn't he so yeah any uh, individuals? Will's, Will's grinning at me over there. He's got his, he's got his list of shame out. <laughs> this is savage. <laughs> <laughs> the Hall of Shame. Come on then. I mean, yeah, Callum Trill up front wasn't great. Um, he had a few shockers. One of the draws didn't I remember vividly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to compare when, you know, back in 2010-11 Scarborough in like Northern Counties. So, yeah. there was a, and there was quite a, a big turnaround of players. Um, I think Danny Moore was another one at the back who had a few bad games <laughs> um, but um, they're two that maybe stand out I yeah. Martin anyone or are you going to sit on the fence it's not like you to sit on the fence Martin come on no it's just because there's a microphone in front of <laughs> <laughs> um, I was you look at Bill Law's record uh, and he, he did well he scored a lot of goals but I just wasn't a fan of him as a footballer alright fair enough one was came up recently was, was uh, Declan Bacon because obviously when he was at Scarborough he was quite widely uh, slated is probably a strong word but um, he's gone away and he's done pretty well hasn't he and he obviously he scored against Borough the other week didn't he so he's he was, a man of the match he was played out wide right for when, Scarborough yeah for Scarborough yeah. he was played Played out wide and he's a, an out and out striker. Right. It's like a strange one, isn't it? <laughs> you stereotypical fox in the box. Right. Because we watched him against um, Gainsborough the other week and yeah, he was, he was a proper threat. Yeah. He got in behind a, a lot of times because he's quick as well. Yeah. Um, I, you can see why maybe he was played out wide because there was you know Wally up top and uh, he liked to go, with, the manager at the time liked to go with a three. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think he had to be played down the centre yeah. and he was very similar to James Walshaw, so there you go. It's probably a little bit easier, don't want to single any individuals out, why don't we single out the games that stand out as being the worst games, whether it was a combination of the weather, poor performance, uh, anything really, what would be the games that stand out for you? Maybe it's a bad ground, I know you've got a few, Martin, that you've mentioned in the past, that have, uh, <laughs> you've had a bit of a stick on you for, yes. was it Maltby? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Slaggy. And yeah, there you go. And any games that stick out, well, I remember going to Newcastle Town, and it's like there's a, a, a cycling track that goes round, and Scarborough lost two 0 and it chucked it down the entire game, and yeah, having to wait around for the because there was a big dressing room sort of, um, you know, um, showdown afterwards. Right. Um, and so waiting for the interview with Rudy after that one was just I think yeah <laughs> wanted to go home. <laughs> I missed that one thankfully. Yeah. 
Any more of any other ones? I mean, there's there's been quite a few over the over the years, I suppose. Um, we can circle back if you want. We have a little time to have, yeah. a, have a think, and then we'll come back. Go on, Martin. I used to love the games against Bridtown on yeah. Boxing Day and New Year's Day, uh, whenever they were played, um, and whenever they lost, it used to really do my head in <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it's always nice to win a win a derby game. Yeah, and yeah, I, used to, I to be honest, I used to go right up for them. I used to really enjoy them. Yeah, worst game, I've. Been to but not been to, if you see what I mean, is Colwyn Bay away, where they, we got there and they called it off. <laughs> yeah, Cheers. It's <laughs> <laughs> Colwyn Bay. Yeah, but uh, got to listen to Wally doing karaoke in the bar. All right. So, there we go. Okay. But worst game you were at? Worst game I've been at. There must have been a few over the years that you've just, that they were dreadful. Or... That one towards the end of um, Brian Hughes and Paul Foot, that one where they scored twice in the last minute against, was it Bursko? And that they just they just have to really grind it out, and that right. was such a um, a poor performance. I there was that game against New Mills as well, when New Mills had lost about four hundred games in a row, and uh, they went one 0 up against Scarborough. I think Blotty scored a couple in the last minute, but that was an absolutely dire performance. That was yeah. Um, and they always used to struggle against Darlow as well. I think there was one on New Year's, is it Boxing Day a few years back, and they lost three 0 away. It was about minus fourteen. And but then in Hammerings, because obviously they got hammered the other week. But yeah, that, that Dunstan game was poor. Yeah, I spoke to Tommy Taylor about it the other week, and he was really disappointed. It, yeah, confidence was. was just out of the changing room completely. There was, a, there was no confidence in the in the side and himself as well. Yeah, that sounded like a really grim, grim out in that. Uh, any from you, Charlie? Uh, yeah, in the short time that I <laughs> watched Scarborough, um, I think towards the end of. Uh, Steve Kittrick's reign I think it might have been Lancaster or Staley Bridge at home I think we were leading 1-0 and then they scored two in the last yeah. five minutes or something um, and then ones that I haven't been to but I've listened to on the radio were probably the Dunstan game Yeah. just listening to that mm. um, and then this season probably Whitby <coughs> away as well right. um, when I was there surrounded by Whitby fans Yeah. that was a tough tough game to, to be there but no, there's, there's been a couple that Especially that Dunstan one, listening to it on the radio, I just with, yeah. with the fans chanting his name to get him out and stuff like that. It just just wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a poor performance. That would be away, wasn't it? That was uh, not the best. Yeah, there was the Whitby game. Um, I think that was last New Year's. Uh, they lost two 0 uh, Leon Leon Scott ran the show completely. Yeah, and it just that wasn't a, a nice afternoon. Leon Scott, another one who didn't. Performed for Scarborough, but again, it, from what I've heard since, he was asked to get forward and create things during, by the manager. It's whether, not, whether that's true or not, who knows? But it's not his game. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how well, how well he was scouted when he was brought in because I know he came in with Kev Burgess. Yeah. I mean, Kev, I thought Kev did well. Yeah, he did do well, didn't he? Play. But yeah, it wasn't his game. Leon breaks up play. Yeah, gives it to people that simple maybe can play. Yeah, so fair enough. Fair enough. I've just been reminding myself of a few games. <coughs> um, Playing North Shields in the FA Cup away and it went to 4-4 and there was penalties sending off that had everything that game. Um, and also playing Salford City first game of one of the new seasons when they just got taken over by the Class 92. Right. And we went there and I think we won the up at half time and then they came back and what it was like. I think Gary Bradshaw missed a penalty and then uh, they beat us 4-1 and that was just a bit of a kick in the teeth for the first yeah. game of the season. 
Yeah, they've flown through the leagues, haven't they? So far, to be fair, they're absolutely flown from. Spent a few quid on yeah, money, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cash. Yeah. What was a striker called? They were um, it's a cheese shop now. Ga- oh, Gareth, Gareth Seddon. Gareth Seddon. He used to bang him in, didn't he? Yeah. yeah Danny right. Webber there for a bit as well. Yeah. 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 Where are they, how are they doing now? League t- league t- mid table, league two, lower mid table. Beat, beat near beat High Flyers crew. I think three yeah. one. Right. Um, they've got obviously that Adam Rooney, haven't they? That yeah. came for the big bucks at Salford. Yeah, in a few quid, isn't he? Right, so we discussed the worst games, the kind of worst memories there. Um, are there any games that stand out as being the best games? Maybe two or three, because I'm sure there's been cup finals and promotions. And is that where you will? Yeah, I mean the obvious one is uh, from for me is the Brighouse one. Yeah. Um, that was a great day for everyone involved with the club for for Ryan and then Jimmy to get. Uh, get the goals as well was was fantastic. I think it was over a thousand fans there. Yeah. Scarborough took over Brighouse for the day. <coughs> yeah. Um, another one from that promotion winning season was Retford away. Tony Hackworth scored a last minute. Right. Um, and Retford was a not a nice ground as well. <laughs> and uh, Tony just ran onto a ball over the top and flicked it past the keeper and nice. were running down the um, down the side celebrating. Um, and then some, as you said, the cup finals were, were yeah. great. Um, Surprisingly, the Sheffield United game I didn't enjoy at all, really. Why? Uh, I suppose just busy with right. making sure yeah. everyone was, was okay and, yeah. and stuff. So It's a nightmare, this press office. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, uh, but I think for a lot of people, that Sheffield United game will probably stand out. Yeah, it's coming back to town, coming back home. Ironically, the guy who scored the goal said it would never happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't get the blame for that though, did he? Then he made t-shirts. Martin, standout games, memory. Yeah, again the Brighouse one because Brighouse yeah. was a nice place to go. Uh, it was always going to be a nasty game. They were a good side, to be fair. Yeah, uh, a good lad up front. I can't remember his name, but yeah, uh, to, to win there was good. Uh, Colm, a couple of seasons ago mm-hmm. when they uh, when they won promotion because uh, I think they had to get yeah record the three points at Colm and. Celebrations afterwards. There was again. Yeah. There was about a thousand Scarborough fans there. It was, yeah. it was absolutely outstanding. Great. That ground board collapsed in the. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know the guy that went through it. <laughs> I'm not going to name names though, because it's, it's not ideal. Is it? No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was another good day. And like Will, like Will says, cup finals. Yeah. FA Cup as well. There's, there's been some good games in the FA Cup. I thought that high game. Uh, like it could have been better, but you know, Scarborough didn't perform on the day. But it, the atmosphere and all that kind of thing. I love an FA Cup game. Anyway, yeah, so. the North Riding final was a bit strange, wasn't it? Because they didn't really perform too well, did they? Um, against a solid side, really, weren't they? They were. They didn't offer too much. They had the big lad up top, didn't they? Mask, but yeah. other than that, they didn't really have much in the ranks. Yeah, and, right. again another game where Tommy Taylor came to the fore. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and kind of won them, won them the game. There's quite a few scouts there watching that day. I remember from what. I've, from what I heard, there was quite a few watching him there. So, wonder if they're still watching him now. But he was a busy lad in the summer, wasn't he? he was, yeah. He was training with a few clubs and all that. He's a good keeper. Yeah. Thing is, with it, he's, he's on contract at Scarborough, so I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. But um, he's on he is on, on contract, so I think he's well known. I think yeah. Kelly's come out and said they're all on. Most of them are on contract. Yeah. But so the thing is, where it's whether someone would take the the gamble and pay money for for him. Uh, I mean, he's. If you if you watch him, you'd sign him all day long. Mm. But it's you know if you if you're a club like Rotherham where he was at and all that kind of thing, it's would you pay money for a number two? Because obviously they've got number yeah. one at the moment, haven't they? So it's I'll wait till summer when he's obviously out of contract. Yeah, out of contract. And yeah. I heard I think Coulson's the only one who's got a a deal that lasts more than past the summer. So it could be quite an interesting summer if 
So plus the players paying for a paying for a, an extension out there really under Darren Kelly. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I think you know, looking at the body language of the players at the moment, it's completely different. Mm. I think everyone wants to stay. Everyone wants to be a part of it. You know. Yeah. Talking to Darren the other day, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm, uh, I'm allowed to say this. He's, he's keen to keep uh, James Walsh involved because again yeah. he scores goals, doesn't he? Yeah. But again, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah it'd be a, be a very interesting summer. Will be, yeah. It'd be Darren's team at the end of the summer, won't yeah. it? So. He says to me, he's, he's he's a good one to speak to in terms of doing his column and having a chat with him. He's he's good. He's an honest bloke, and he said to me the other day, if, if that happens next season, I would consider resigning. The performance like that happened. Yeah. That's not. He says that's it's not. Not not his team as such at the moment, but obviously his hands are tied a little bit in terms of contracts and whatnot and moving players on and bringing players in. But he said that it's obviously going to take time and people need to be patient. But he said if it happens next season, judge me on that next season. Because obviously you can't have a pop at him for that Buxton game, can you? Because it's not, he's not brought any of his players in yet, has he? So. Mm. Charlie? Um, obviously Stratford <coughs> at home and yeah. you on the commentary, Will. That was... Probably the highlight for me, that last minute goal. I think it was Leon Osborne that scored it, hit right. the bar, hit the post and went in. And then obviously I listened to the away game, uh, so that was obviously a highlight for me. And that was yeah. class, that was that, that Just yeah. watching that back on, on on it, and I think fans got back about 4am or something like that, it was yeah. a long. Um, and then just from the John uh, DC area, probably the Matlock, Matlock away, um, just because everything was just, wasn't good around the club at that time and then for them to pick up the three points there in the last minute and mm. he ran down the touchline I think they were celebrating with the fans I think that was definitely a, yeah. a highlight from what's been a pretty dull dull time for him and then probably Bamber, Bamber Bridge away as yeah. well I think we did that for his first game in charge uh, and we won 4-2 and yeah. that was also a, a real positive for me Let's talk for the decade then just to just kind of wrap things up shortly um, Steve Adamson sent me in some some statistics here. Um, started first league match of the decade, February 6, 2010, NCEL Premier Division, Hallam 4, Borough 1. Scott Phillips had given Borough an early lead, so it's not the best start to the, uh, to the, to the decade. And the first match of the decade, January 20th, 2010, North Riding Senior Cup, Whitby Town 1, Borough 1. Tony Hackworth giving Whitby the lead, and then Ryan Block equalising for Borough, and Borough won 3 2 on pens. I believe Borough missed the first two pens from what from what Steve was telling me as well. So let's just talk through through the decade. Uh, there's been a lot a lot of ups and downs, hasn't there? A lot of ups and downs in that period. Obviously, Martin, you've been covering the club that entire time, haven't you? So mm. talk us through the ups and downs and the managerial changes and what's gone on basically. Cause it has been a bit of a roller coaster, hasn't it? Yeah, well, we start we start with Brian France, don't you? Um, yeah. Brian was a great bloke, and it was it was absolutely it was horrible what happened to him. Yeah, um, yeah, I was absolutely devastated. Um, but yeah, he 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 sort of stepped aside. Paul Olsen came in, but didn't didn't work out for Paul. No, obviously Rudy, Rudy took charge. Fans love Rudy. They do. Still do now, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, there's still a lot of people. It's the passion in it. It's yeah. like like the uh, Darren Kelly sort of situation. Um, and as I said before, I've said it about three times now. I think I wish you'd have just kept that side together. Yeah. I don't think it needed tweaking. No. You know, it, it sort of worked. You know, Tommy Adams running it yeah. in the midfield. And good player, Tommy, wasn't he? Yeah, very good player. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was just a good side. And you, you talk to, obviously, I talked to Danny and Blotty and uh, Hacky about it and things like that, and Benno as well. And if they'd have kept that side together, they would have, would have gone on and done well. Yeah. Things didn't work out. I think um, maybe. The level was reached by the manager then, um, 
and um, it was handed on to Paul Foot and Brian Hughes made, made a fantastic start. Yeah. But again, it fizzled out. Um, I think Steve Kittrick did well, didn't he? You know. We've just coming back to, to to Brian Hughes and Paul Foot. Do you think it would have worked better with one of them and one of them as assistant? I mean, you don't see many joint managers. Obviously, Salford it rings a bell, but you look at like the only one I can think of off top of my head is Julier and Evans. It just it doesn't. The model just doesn't appear to work, does it? You need a manager and an assistant manager, don't you? You can bounce ideas off, but ultimately there should be one person maybe that's responsible and shoulders the kind of responsibility of what's going on. Yeah, I think it's the Cowley brothers who've done yeah. really well yeah. over the past few They've years. But on, as yeah. you say, when you're coming at it from two yeah. sides, and I, th- I think there was a few selection headaches <coughs> and it was kind of one of them had to compromise. Yeah. Um, Very different blokes, aren't they, as well? Very different players. Yeah. One was a no nonsense defender. Yeah. One was a sort of glamorous midfielder, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And uh, so obviously they're gonna have different different styles that they want to yeah. sort of adhere to. Um and maybe that didn't maybe it worked at the start. Yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong, it worked at yeah. the start, but yeah, it didn't sort of end, did it? No, no, it's a shame that they were good blokes those two, weren't Definitely, they? Yeah. to speak to yeah. and they always had time for you at the the paper Definitely. and stuff they always had time they always picked up the phone didn't they which is more than can be said for <laughs> some of the later ones <laughs> yeah. we won't name any names there I don't think but we'll move on yeah so, so yeah carry on man sorry I interrupted you yeah, no it's fine um, yeah it's, again Steve Kittery did well got, got promoted did, did the job yeah. he had to do fizzled out at the end again yeah um, which happens doesn't it it does yeah I, I know Steve was disappointed to get uh, to be sacked um, but things weren't going the club's way at the time mm. it look but again you make your own look and all yeah. that kind of thing don't you but and then uh, John's come in um, similar sort of manager to Steve but he, he likes he likes to get it down and play football I just think that they needed and they still need someone in the, mid- in the midfield that's horrible Yeah, someone that's going to go and shout at players I thought that would Whitby away because obviously Whitby have got Adam Gell who's he's just a no-nonsense defensive midfielder who break up players superbly and then I think Borough had like Watson, Dawson, I think DC was playing there. Very similar-ish kind of players, and no one who's going to win the headers and the second balls and and break you up like you say. Kick people, yeah. yeah, 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 which is what you need. Someone that's just going to organise. Yeah, and I, I think it was good to have uh, Harry Coates back on Saturday because yeah. Harry he talks, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, you can see that from where we were sat. Yeah. I'm absolutely yeah. On that one about the midfield, I wouldn't. I don't think any of them would, you know, would shout or would, you know. But then you start from Harry towards the end of the game when we were sort of under the pump a little bit he was mm. you know getting getting behind the lads and I think that's just what we needed um, I think that's um, were you there Martin about someone that's just vocal someone that's just going to do the dirty gritty work in the mm. midfield that's what you kind of yeah. need don't you yeah it's been a roller coaster decade well. it has yeah I was just thinking of you know Scarborough 10 years ago playing at Queensgate in front of 400 people yeah. um, and now back in the town New ground, new stadium, and it, and uh, an improved stadium now, yeah. which has made things a lot better. It's a big difference having that stand, isn't it? The adversary yeah. stand. It makes a huge difference, I think, personally. Yeah. Especially for kids, because before if it was a busy game, you, a lot of time you couldn't see, could you? Viewing it, viewing points weren't weren't great. And if it rained, you were getting wet most of the time. Um, to have that stand is is huge, isn't it? Massive. Yeah. Testament to the board. Yeah. I know my missus is on the board. Uh, Gets so, a brownie point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah too, right. Christmas has gone now, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Relax now. <laughs> yeah, I think they've done a, a fantastic job in a. Well, Dave Holland played a big part in getting the club home, um, and since they've come home, yeah. I mean, you look at that ground and it's it's bang on for this level mm. of football. And 
to keep it going, it's hard because there's no one chucking money in. No, no one's on the board. He's he's wealthy. Um, it's just grit and determination, mm. and that's what's keeping it's, the club it's going. Volumes, isn't it as well? And they get a bit of unnecessary stick sometimes, don't they? And I suppose they do at every club. But when you're a volunteer, it's it must really really irk. It must hurt a lot. Of that. So, yeah, I think when you place the board for, for doing the bit. When you look at like, the teams at Scarborough playing ten years ago, and the grounds we were going to, yeah. and leisure centres, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just such a a difference from, yeah. from what it was a decade ago. Um, I remember going to <laughs> Boxing Day game against Tadcaster. I remember just standing around looking around and just thinking, it feels like the old club, the old club again. I went to Queensgate a few times, and there was like three or four hundred people there, and it was just felt very different. At, the Flamingo on Stadium that gate and there was a lot of chanting going on and all so it just felt like the old club again being down Seymour Road again and, and watching the likes of Brodie and whatnot and it just, it just seemed like the old club again it just seemed to be building we, you got a taste of it can you remember that uh, game at Farsley's ground when the, in the cup final when they played Marine yeah. you got a taste of it there because the, the support that I'm not sure if you were there Charlie no no probably nappies in wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah the support there was absolutely mental uh, I can remember I think it was Callum Robinson scored a goal yeah. and uh, someone chucked a beer up in the air. There was a mint picture of it. <laughs> uh, I think he chucked it over Blotty, to be fair. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, that was great. And now you come back home and you get that sort of week yeah. in, week out. And it does make a difference to the, to yeah. the players, as, as managers keep saying. And I keep asking them just to check. And it actually does. And then the build-ups to them coming back home, you were, you were really, really excited. Because obviously, you try that drive to Queensgate, it's a oh, yeah. bad drive. And I used to yeah. hate it. I know how excited you were just to be able to even just walk down and have a have a drink after the game and walk home and, and you were just really excited and it, it was massive wasn't it for everyone to come back to it's, it's six minutes to my house from that ground it used to be I got it down to about ten minutes from Brid <laughs> off the record off the record oh, this is all on the record <laughs> <laughs> damn it <laughs> but yeah it was, uh, I mean it was the hospitality of Pete Smurthwaite and all that kind of thing. It was yeah. fantastic what, what they did to keep yeah. that club running. Yeah. When, you know, because it was hard and the attendances were turning off towards the end. Mm. But yeah, um, coming back on, spot on in it. Huge difference driving 25, 30 minutes, whatever it was, in the dark, in the rain, to watch lower level football. If you're kind of in two minds about going to a game or not, it's just going to make your mind up, isn't it? Whereas if it's around the corner, you're obviously, and you're seeing yeah. that with the attendances now. It's when we used to get to huge. ground at like half one, two o'clock, and it was raining, you were like, oh, it's not. 50, yeah. 75 off the gate yeah. just because of the weather. Yeah. Um, Borough bus as well, That was I used to go on that when I yeah. was uh, still learning to drive. But uh, <laughs> no, they were, um, there was some, it, well, I know some fans have said they'd quite like to play back at Queensgate, but I don't think you, could, you can kind of say that now, really. Mm. Um, it, Queensgate was great for what it was for those 10 years to yeah. give them a home, somewhere yeah, to play, yeah. but um, being back home has, has taken the club like, Leaps and bounds forward. Yeah, it's the kids as well. I think. Yeah, it's, it's huge, that, isn't it? Because there was a picture taken. I think Morgan actually took a picture, or maybe Paul McFeegan the other week, uh, of a kid on someone's yeah, shoulders yes. at the back of a stand, yeah, yeah. and it was mint. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's what it's about, isn't it? Seeing kids in borough shirts and scarves rather than your Arsenal's Man City is, is, is massive for the, not just now, but for the future. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah, for the future, the future of the club, really, aren't they? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, you also, got a scarf shirt for Christmas. Yes, I did get a scarf shirt for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I never really fo- look like even looked at the f- at the football. If I'm being honest, mm. you know, my I'd be just there watching rugby on a Saturday. And you're a Middlesbrough fan. Yes, exactly. Um, and then when they moved back, it just you know I travelled to Bamber Bridge last season. Yeah, yeah. This season, yeah, last week I went to Buxton. Like, yeah. 
what am I doing? <laughs> but I, I enjoy going to watch them play, yeah. and I think having them back, it's just something to be proud of, isn't it? You yeah, know, definitely. when you get one thousand two hundred yesterday turning up, that Whitby game was, that you was know, a special moment, especially it? with Darren walking over to the fans and seeing yeah. them all stood in the new stand. Yeah, you know, it's just great, and you know that that whole buzz around the town mm. with it all, it's just brilliant. See, Darren loves the loves the fans already. When we asked him what his favourite moment was so far, all the wins he could have picked from. So just the just the welcome and the atmosphere from the, from the love from the fans. Yeah. Obviously, he played for the, the club at Queen's yeah. as well, so he yeah. gets it. Um, Good story that made a big joke about that Champions League headline. Yeah, yeah. loves yeah. that on, loves yeah. that on, man. Good headline. Uh, It'd be interesting to see what a club is in ten years' time. Yeah, yeah I was about to touch on that. Yeah. You beat me to that one, William. Yeah, well, done. well done. How far do we think the club can go? Because obviously, you asked Charlie asked uh, Darren the other week. Well, it was one of the questions that was set in for us. Can they get back to the football league? And he was adamant that they probably can't in the current guys, but he thinks conference would be possible. Um, in the current, obviously, form of the club, because he can't preempt any kind of investment or changes to the structure of the club, or whatever. In, in the current form, how far do you guys think they can go, and how quick? Yeah, I think over the last um, since the club has been formed, it has been a steady progression. Yeah, and. The club certainly don't want to overreach and, and try and go up too many levels. But um, obviously you want to be ambitious and the fans are demanding that kind of uh, progression. So, mm. I mean, for me personally, I quite like to see Scarborough establish themselves as a National League North side, just kind of um, maybe pushing for the playoffs perhaps. Um, I do think the conference might be a bridge too far, particularly when you see the amount of money that's been mm. thrown around. Whether they can get back to the Football League... Um, is to be seen, I suppose, but I think the club will have to change. Yeah, only fan on clubs in the football league. Don't think I can't think of any off the top of my head. Wimbledon were, weren't they? But I don't think. Where did they change? Forest Green or is it? No, Forest Green. Chairman, he's eco-friendly chairman. I don't think you. I think um, as we've looked at FC United, they were back in Scarborough's league now. I think you can only go so far. Yeah. Because if you look at when Harrogate went up to the conference a couple mm. of seasons ago, their budget was absolutely massive mm. per week. And it's not, you know, it's streets and streets clear of Scarborough's right now. Yeah. And it's how how do you sort of plug that gap? How do you how do you pay, find that money? Because, yeah. I mean, Scarborough's only income stream really is the amount of people come through the gate. Yeah. So sponsors advertising sponsors and that, yeah. Yeah. Um and it's 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 difficult. Um I think they could establish themselves as a as Will says as a in the league above and that Darren's got big aims. Yeah. But then um it's whether you change your how the club's set up, you know, yeah. have an investor in, whether the fans would go for that mm. and you know, so on really. Finding an investor as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's surely it, yeah. someone might have come forward by now if there were if there was someone out there you'd think they maybe would have come forward by now. Seeing the club do as well as they're doing with the support they're getting, but they're doing well, aren't they? Like you say, we've looked back at the decade, and we've looked back at the, all the leisure centres you've been to and, <laughs> and all the slag heaps, Martin, that you've been to. Um, to see them doing so well now, it's it's fantastic, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's definitely. Um, so just looking back here, really, at the some of the stats that, that Steve sent me, and Borough's league record of the decade is, this is played 414 and won 207. Drawn 74, lost 133. Two promotions, plus the return home. Uh, biggest win, does anyone know the biggest win? 
Brodsworth. Yeah, correct. Score? 12 0. 13 0. 13 0. Who was that striker that got. came in for about three games and got a few goals? There was three hat tricks in that game. What, Curtis Bernard? No, it was. It was uh, Oh, he was, give you a chance he to was get from it. Hull. I'm not going to get it, mate, because I've drunk too much. Craig Palmer. Yes, Craig Palmer. Ryan Blot and Richard Medcalf got hat tricks in that game. Yeah. 24th of April 2010. So, yeah. Uh, so, just looking ahead to the rest of the season, how far do we think? Do we think Borough can sneak into the playoffs? Or do we think it's a bridge too far? Because the team's got a lot of games in hand on Scarborough, haven't they? That are above a man below them. So, do we think it'll be a bit of a bridge too far for Darren Kelly or. Possibility, Charlie. Yeah, just I think you've got to be optimistic, aren't you, as a fan? Um, but obviously, with teams, you know, that have got a lot of games on us, and so I think, you know, just touched on what you said previous about, you know, what they're looking forward to the future as well. I think you just you get through this season, don't you, with what can maybe if the budget, you know, if Darren said to us, didn't he, about maybe the, there's a bit of manoeuvring in the budget, it can bring a couple in, you know, and then he'll look forward to next season, doesn't he? And then yeah, I think from there from there on, I think. You just got to take every season and slowly. You know the club don't want to do anything drastic, do they? Yeah. Really, they don't want to just throw so much in. But I would like to see potentially in the future if the club have got that ambitions to maybe go yeah. sort of half and half with the fans. Maybe if if that's yeah. what they're looking to do. But you know they've got to keep the fans involved because that was the whole reason yeah, for yeah. the starting up. Darren doesn't seem the sort of bloke who would be content with slow progress to me. Not not at this level. I think obviously he wants to push through through a cup level or two. Yeah. I think if he was mid-table next season, I think he'd be quite disappointed, wouldn't he? Just from speaking to him in the last few weeks, I'm sure, do you feel the same way, guys? Definitely. I mean, he's ambitious, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and there's no reason why if he can string a run together like that, um, that one at the end of the when they went to Colwyn Bay and snuck into the playoffs. Yeah. A few seasons ago, um, I think if Walshaw and Coulson keep keep scoring as, or keep playing as they have been doing as well, that'll yeah. go a long way towards Scarborough being there or thereabouts by the end of the season. But they've got all. A bit of a mountain to climb, but it was looking grim a few weeks ago, though, wasn't it? Oh, it was, looking yeah. down rather than looking up. So to to come in and get like say twelve points from fifteen, is is testament, isn't it? It's it's a good squad. Yeah. It's a good squad of players. There's some very good players in there, yeah. and it's not a squad of players that should be going down or even looking down. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's maybe pushing it. Uh, I mean, I know Darren's already looking at next season. He's looking at pre-season games and he's wow. uh, looking at players he could bring in. He showed me on his phone before. He's got like um, um, a Google Sheets document database. and it just goes down and down, <laughs> right. and down, players. And down. Yeah, yeah tell me what it's database. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, thousands of them. Yeah, it's mental. Right. But yeah, he's 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 a focused man, isn't he? I think. Yeah. I, I think he's looking at the league this year. The sides aren't that good. You yeah. look at the yeah. teams at the top. We played South Shields and drew nil nil with them, and they were all right. Yeah. Um, other teams as well other teams who have been sort of outstanding over the past few seasons Warrington's yeah. alright yeah. steady away yeah. and I think you, if you do get some organisation in there and maybe that I mean, I'm not just saying it's the Beal and Endel having a midfielder that's just going to sort of organise yeah. uh, I know Harry Coates is back and that's yeah. a massive plus but I think if you get that and you get it all sorted and you get a leaving keel, then why can't they push on? A lot of them, a lot of things have been said about the defence, hasn't it? Obviously, they've got a minus nine goal difference still from from looking before five points off the playoffs. Um, is it unfair a lot to criticise the defence all the time? Do you, do you think maybe they do need that guy in front of them who's going to just kind of almost just the water carrier almost just sitting in front of them and just tidying things up and keeping them. A bit safer. Is it is it unfair to criticise the defence so much? Or is the young it, lads, aren't they? Yeah. Isaac, what is he? Twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. 
Harry Cross is a young lad. Yeah. You know, he's been around for ages, but he's still young. Mm. Um, and Josh Barrett is, you know, he's, he's still mid twenties. Yeah. So they do, of course they do. I mean, the quiet lads. I mean, Harry will, Harry will talk, mm. but you know, Jack Johnson's quiet lad as well. Jack, yeah, a young player. You know, the young lad. Yeah, Keen yeah, Spence has been, yeah. been playing fullback. At, you know, Charlie put him in team of the century. He's done, he's done well, but he's young. Yeah. Um, so I just yeah, you do need experience in there. Yeah. But it's you know where you put them, and I mean Tommy's still relatively young, isn't he, for a yeah. goalkeeper? So who did they? I can't remember who did they bring in. Uh, old lad in midfield. Proper. Is it Chris Howarth you're talking about? No, no, no. I don't know who brought him in. It might Jamie be Steve Maguire. Jamie Maguire. There we go. <laughs> not not sort of talking about his quality, but. He was loud. He was loud. I remember watching from behind the goal, and he was loud, and yeah. he would shout at players yeah. if they did something wrong. So I think you know you do need someone that is just gonna because I, I can't. Chris Dawson, that I could have had there, but you know if you come up against someone like that, he's a very good player, Chris Dawson. I think I think he's technically outstanding. Impressed me massively. Very very good on the ball, isn't he? Yeah. And you can see he's benefiting from that run of games. I spoke to him a couple of times this season. Yeah, you can see that he's really enjoying it. I mean, when he, came that, when he came that first time round, yeah. he looked off the pace, but yeah. then he's gone away and he's gone to, yeah. um, is it Geisley? Grantham. Grantham, yeah. And um, got his fitness back oh, to an extent yeah. and uh, shown what he can do. Yeah. Offers on the table recently, didn't he, from Boston? Boston. Above, yeah. on the, obviously on a cup, good cup run at the time, weren't they? Mm. Got knocked out, didn't they? But just shows the level of the guy because teams are coming knocking. So We've had a couple, haven't we? That Tom White, yeah. Yeah. he really impressed me when he was in... When he was here, and he's obviously what I don't know. He's not. He's not. He obviously got a, a, co- a contract from uh, Blackburn, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, you know, riding high on Sky Sports and that. Yeah, I think yeah. He was a player that was massive for us. Yeah. It's the loans market that's the key. Yeah. You know, not you, to mention Connor Thompson there. Yeah. You look. You look at who they've had in the past couple of years, and they've yeah. had some good loans, haven't they? Yeah. They've had Tom White. They've had Max Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe others. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to sort of not mention them. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> But yeah, uh, this year Connor Thompson uh, got away to a slow start because obviously his confidence was low because he wasn't playing at uh, Gateshead. Yeah. He's positive, isn't he? Yeah. He gets at people and he's quick and yeah. scores goals. And his loan runs out, I believe he told me the 18th of January. So no, and Darren said he's keen to to extend that. So they'll need to keep him because he had another dimension. He has that pace, doesn't he? And getting him behind. He definitely does. He's like a, a bit of a third striker, really. Yeah. He's got the ability to score, which yeah. you know you don't have to rely on Coulson and, and Walsh all the time. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of Borough squad, that's maybe a, an area where they could do a strengthening is that third third striker. Yeah. Probably We've said it for the last <coughs> year or so, really, that there's not really that, that backup. Yeah. Who's prepared to sit on the bench every week, which yeah. people want games. Just look a little bit more short term. Uh, obviously, we're looking quite far into the future there. They've got obviously a very tough game at Shields, uh, New Year's Day. Then they've got another three home games, which is going to be critical, really, isn't it? Um, obviously, Staley Bridge, Nantwich, and then obviously the return of return of the Kitty. Um, <laughs> how do we see them? T- tough fixtures, but home fixtures, which means obviously they've got a very good chance of, of picking up good points there, haven't they? Yeah, they said so, yeah. Um, I mean, the low Staley Bridge one. I didn't go to Staley Bridge myself. You were there, weren't you, Charlie? No, I, I didn't do Staley Bridge. Uh, but yeah, I mean they got back five one there, didn't they? Mm. Oh, yeah. Whether they got battered or not, I wasn't there. Yeah, the five one's not a good score. <laughs> no. is it? Um, so obviously, you know, you're looking for them to bounce back after that because you look at results like that and you think, yeah, you want you want to mm. give them one, don't you? But yeah, uh, yeah, Nantwich are a good side. Good side yeah. They got that um, Hughes in midfield, just runs the runs the game. Yeah. Outstanding player, shouldn't be at this level. Um, and yeah. It's, thing is with it being at home, 
I think in the past you, you look at players and because they've had the crowd on the back they're scared mm. uh, they don't want the ball um, but now I think Darren's instilled a lot more confidence in the lads and there's a there's a buzz around the club isn't there mm. yeah uh, which is Definitely. which is important and I think that'll you know he's on about turning it into a fortress and I don't see why they can't now no it's made a big difference, hasn't it, having, having Darren in. He speaks very, very positively. And all managers who come into a new job speak pretty positively, but he's got more of a presence about him than the last two incumbents, hasn't he, a little bit? Is that fair to say? Yeah, and he's backed it up in terms of results yeah. so far as well. He's, you know, fans can see yeah. there's signs of improvement um, in the performances, which is only bodes well for the rest of the season, really. Yeah, yeah I think... You know, if, if John was still in charge and you messaged me and said, you got the books and I'd have said, no, you're all right, mate. I, I don't. But yeah, me and Ant were saying, we've left Buxton last week and it didn't feel like we'd been battered 5-0. Yeah. Because, you know, there's such a positivity around the club. And Darren, you know, ever since I spoke to him for the first time, he just, you know, the plans he's got, I think it, it's great. And obviously him going away to South Africa, he's, you know, it just is what it is, isn't it? But yeah. um, you go to South Shields. It is what it is. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> um, you go to South Shields and... I watched them at the start of the season and they were really poor but yeah. they've just seemed to pick up a decent yeah. bit of form haven't they and you know we played well at their spot last year I think we lost 3-2 um, when they had about six players all on Tommy <laughs> and just walked it into the net yeah. but yeah I think we can you know, pick up pick up a you know at least a point there would be yeah. a good result Yeah, and just looking ahead that, that Matt Lock fixture just stands out for a number yeah. of reasons I, I think it's quite good ex-players ex-manager yeah. and we beat them away from home so that he'll be keen to come here and really cause an upset won't he I think it's quite a good time to play him as well because they had a, a really good start to the season and yeah. dropped off recently so yeah. um, it'll be good to see Steve again and um, obviously on home turf it's time for, for Scarborough so there's no reason why they, they can't do a double yeah. over him Obviously, a lot of this podcast has been about our memories and, and looking back. So I've just got to give a plug to the latest edition of the Borough, Mem- Borough Memories uh, fanzine. Issue nine is out on sale now. Two pound. All good retailers, I imagine. Uh, we'll just finish then by maybe mention a few characters that have uh, been about the club for the last decade. Who, who stands out? Any any moments off the field or away from the games, or any characters that stand out for you in that time? Anyone? <laughs> Probably not for you, Charlie, because you were at nursery in 2010. No, but if, if I was to, um, obviously, I, I was been involved with the club doing some stuff. So yeah. probably I'd probably put Andrew in there for yeah. volunteering stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I never really knew Will until I came in and Ant. You know, mm-hmm. and they've helped me massively. But yeah. I think that this is the backbone of the club, isn't it? Really. Maybe you Martin. Mentioned, as well. you mentioned okay. Martin, then you got right. No. You got some daggers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, worked, I've been. I've had the chance of. Accompanying Martin in quite a few games. Mm. Um, Just don't mention Derby County. Yeah, well, we do seem to mention it quite a lot when it comes to bet- <laughs> it comes to betting, but we'll, we'll leave it there. But no, Matt, obviously Martin was obviously head down his computer when I was doing stuff, and now we we can have a bit of a chat during the game. But the volunteers are just the backbone of the club, aren't they? Really, yeah. the ones that are there and the stuff, the hours that he gives, and you know, pe- people give to the club mm. is just that's what makes the club special. Yeah, Martin. Your role's changed a lot, hasn't it, in the last sort of year? But yeah, a long time covering the club, and now you're part of the club, so you've seen it from both sides, haven't you? So yeah, that's the thing. Um, you said I was press officer while I was uh, well, you've always had a close affinity with the club, haven't you? Which is easy to yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, my, my old man took me down in yeah. 1986 to go and see Scarborough play, so I've you know followed the club since then. Yeah. 
Um, you have to sort of distance yourself a bit when you're working for the yeah. paper. But when you when you a press officer, yeah, it's, it's good in it. You're just part, part part of the club and all that kind of thing. And, you know, it's 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 great what the volunteers do. Um, I mean, I don't mind helping out because you know mm. you obviously get paid not paid to watch football, but you 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 you're watching football, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, it's yeah. not as if it's cricket or anything mm. like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you love cricket. <laughs> Let's not get started on the cricket today. They're not not doing very well, are they? Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, the volunteer. I mean, they don't they don't tend to get a pat on the head, and I think every single one of them, you know, from the people, the stewards, um, mm. you know, the houses, Darren House and uh, uh, Stu um, works in, in the, you know, helps out on the match days. You, listen, you can go through thousands yeah. of them, and what they do for the club is fantastic. And if it wasn't for them, it, we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah. Well, I think it's like a little family, you know, from the club point of view. Um, I mean, I know at Queensgate you could walk around the ground and you kind of knew everyone. Yeah. Whereas now at the Flamingoland Stadium, yeah. obviously the crowds are a lot bigger and it's great to see so many people down there. Yeah. Um, but like uh, some of the fans over the years, like Alan Moffat, um, who's sadly no longer with us, and then um, I'm sure there's a few characters in that, or who are becoming characters in that uh, new Abbasset stand as well. Yeah. Um, it's just been a great, been a great ten years. Yeah. Anything else anyone wants to add to the podcast? We've been harping on for an hour and 16 minutes there. So I think people have probably switched off by now. Probably got about five people still listening to the pod. Is anyone else, anyone wants to make any kind of characters from the 10 years or anyone who's sadly not with us anymore or you think probably deserves a mention for the decade that has been of, of Sky Athletic? I know Matt, Matt mentioned it earlier, but Dave Holland was, yeah. was a big part of the club coming back home. Yeah. Um, Richard Adamson, yeah, he, uh, another one that's sadly not with us. Uh, Brian France, yeah, sadly not with us. Uh, yeah, great guys. Uh, yeah. Did a lot for the club and helped make it what it is today. Yeah, to finish on a positive note, and hopefully in ten years' time, who knows where the club could be? Fantastic. Appreciate your time, gents. Thank you very much. We'll have, to do it again. we'll have to do it again soon. Thank you.